0: Okay, Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, maybe that's you this morning. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us The Lord will bless that reading of his word. We are going to look at other scripture in a moment, but let's just bow in a word of prayer. Our eternal God and heavenly Father, we just thank you for the remembrance of your son this morning as we have broken bread and drank from the cup that he has paid our debt in full. We thank you, Lord, that his blood still avails and prevails this morning. We thank you, Lord, that the blood of the Lamb has never lost its power. And we thank you, Lord, we can be found washed in the blood and forgiven of our sins and cleansed from all our unrighteousness and our iniquities. It's not of our own doing, and it's all of him. It's all of your doing, Lord, and we thank you and praise you and worship you this morning. So, Father, now for these next few moments that are allotted to this time of the word, we also pray, Lord, that you would anoint my lips, and, Lord, you would anoint our hearts and our ears to hear and receive. That word, Lord, which is able... Lord, to be engrafted into us, not only to save a soul, but to carry us on through the difficult times and trials of our life, and that which is our firm foundation and our sure hold in a time of trouble, Lord. We pray, O God, that you would now, Lord, Lord, settle us in your presence. Glorify your Son. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The title this morning, I'll probably do two mornings, the Lord will. For our message is, reject your past, live for the present, and embrace your future. I'll say it again, reject your past, live for the present, and embrace your future. Talking to the child of God now. If you're not saved, your past is still with you. It's still in your future. And without coming under the blood of Christ, that is believing and trusting in Christ and being saved, your past, your f- present, will continue on to your future. And where are you then without Christ? But speaking as the church, the believers here this morning, we're looking at rejecting your past, living for the present, and embracing your future. Now, what I could do this morning is uh, I could tell you nice stories and I will give you maybe some examples of things they have their place but if you go home and i tell you a story about something that really oh yes that was nice wasn't it and i keep telling you stories yes that's a nice wee story and there's another nice wee story when you go home and close your doors those wee stories will do you no good they may uh, bring something to spark your memory and as i said they do have their place and we may even speak on some things they got and give you examples But what you and I need is when we leave this place, we're encouraged when we're in the place of prayer and worship, gathering together, people with like mind. When we're here, we're strengthened, we're encouraged by that. But when we go home and close the door, it's you and God. Or it's you and your fear, or it's you and your worry, or it's you and your sin, or it's you and whatever. But church, child of God, this morning, so we're going to look at the word for you to take home. Okay? It's for you to take home with you. Word should always be for you to take home but this morning is for you to say that was for me and then whenever your mind starts racing and your heart starts beating faster and the anxiety comes or the worry or the fear and the fretting comes what you'll do is you'll turn to the Word and say but this is who I am in you. This is what your Word has told me. We're, we're saved this morning. We believe the Word of God, don't we? We all, don't we? We believe. According to the Word, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, is not right? That's faith in Christ alone, is not right? And it's according to the Word of God alone, is not right? And so, it's according to what the Word of God says, it's not according to what I say, and it's not according to what you think, because your thoughts will cheat you. Your heart will deceive you. Yourself will lie to you. We're all the same. So it's the word of God and what the settled, forever settled word says to us this morning. I pray well it's not just this morning but for good. You see there's those who have had different backgrounds in life. Now you've come maybe from a home, a lifestyle or a background. You had a good upbringing. What I mean a good upbringing is you had uh, gentle parents. You had a a, a pleasant upbringing. You had a a helpful upbringing, maybe even a Christian upbringing. Um, You had no real problems in life. But that doesn't mean to say you don't have a testimony. You see, you have a testimony that God has kept you through all of those things and from them. And so it still speaks to you. And a, a Christian... Going through school, going through college, going through university, speaking to some of our young people. That's right, the young people were out in Friday night of our church and had a great time. They were out having some fun and I got to speak. So I went over with them and I got to speak to some of them as they were uh, going around uh, having their fun over in Craig Avon there at the, what do you call it? Where's, what do you call it? Indoor golf, indoor golf. And it's, it, it's a, uh, anyway, so <coughs> it's fun for them, okay? And afterwards, we all went and had something to eat. And I was able to get speaking to them as they went around and speaking to them while they were there and uh, getting something to eat and getting to know them because you know, they see me as the ogre up the front. you know, They see me as the intimidator, the man who brings the word all the time. Here comes the pastor. Don't speak to him type of thing. Uh, but getting to be able to speak with them And I was encouraged by some of our young people saying when I go home and when I read my Bible, what do they think of this? Or when I'm praying this Lord speaks to me like this, what do you think? And I was so encouraged to hear them speak like that. But those young people go to school, go to college or wherever it is, and they have their own problems. Peer pressure. They have their own problems where they have maybe feel of let the Lord down and some of them do. Listen, who doesn't? We all do. And and so they have, whether you've grown up in a Christian home, you have your own struggles growing up as a Christian and uh, with all the teenagers around you and it's hard and it's difficult. So it matters to them as well. So this is for you. Maybe you felt, well, you know what? I should have said this when I didn't because the crowd were talking like that in school or whatever. Listen, we can become under condemnation. Maybe it's you, brother, sister, in work, condemnation. Or maybe if you're like me, I have to keep knocking the devil down. You know like those wee games you get in the arcade where the wee things come up like that and you're hitting it with a hammer when they jump up. I have to do that with the devil all the time for my life. It likes to remind me who I was. Now, it's good to know where we came from. It's good to know what we were saved from but also we can't come under the condemnation of it if you're in Christ. And so what we have to do is we have to reject the past. Some of us have had difficult past where we've been hurt. Some have even been abused. And the guilt of that comes on the person. I feel guilty because I let that older person, whatever. That's not your sin. That's that older person's sin. So it doesn't rest on you. It's not your fault ever. Ever. It's the abuser's fault. So we've all come in from different backgrounds. And this morning, I got this during the week from this scripture and I felt, I'm just going to try and minister to you this morning to encourage you, to help you. I remember one time, a lot of years back, um, I think Alice and I were just married and I had to go to a, a court case Sometimes things follow after you, you know. And I remember going into the courts at Belfast and I'm saved at this point. Something that happened before and I'm saved. And I go in and there's the solicitor meeting me and they bring me to the barrister. And the barrister brings me in. And he says, now you're going to go and stand in the dock, Right, okay. This is what I want you to say. And I says, I can't lie. I'm a Christian, I can't lie. Well, look, here's what they're going to do. And he pulled out a file, and it was about that deep. All medical reports and different things. And they're going to say, this is who you are. This is you. Look at this. What about this? And this is to bring your your character into line with this. And they're going to look at you like this. And I remember them flicking over it and flicking over it and going through it with me. And I started to sink. I felt my heart going into my boots. I felt like I was just as vile as vile could be and suddenly I just turned around and I said to the solicitor and the barrister that's not me and they looked at each other and went what? have we got the wrong file? here's your date of birth and here's your doctor's reports and hospital and so on that's not me this is your file this year. I said oh yeah that's my file I said that's my past you see, I'm a new creature in Christ Amen. now when I left the court that day and I was coming home the old devil said who do you think you are that's who you are there's your past this is what you've done this is what you were up to and he gave it to me and the whole way home and I get home and there was my beautiful young wife in there getting ready with the, the tea and she turns around and I walk on like this No, oh, sitting in the chair. Oh, no, the worst is going to happen. What's happened? Told her what happened. She says, What are you sitting moping for? Typical Alison, like, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. She's a strong woman, you know. I need her. I need her like that. Come on, what are you moping for? She says, Ken, do you not realize that's your testimony? Do you not realize that's who you were? Do you not realize... Those things are no longer you anymore. Do you not realize that you tell them that and they see a change and a difference in you and what Christ has done in your life? Boy, my heart started to rise. New creature in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are. Behold, all things are become. All things are. Behold, all things are become. You see? You got it? but sometimes when we get on our own and we're in our, ho- on our homes or wherever we are and that devil loves to tell you exactly what you've done. Who you really are. You know what? He may be right, but when you're in Christ, it's all washed away. It's all forgiven. It's all done away with. And so on that, I want to minister as said, We'll see how we get on over the next lot of minutes. And we'll see how we get on this morning and maybe bring something more for next week, God willing. For example, in Romans chapter 5, please, verse 6. Notice, reject your past. Notice what it says here in verse 6. For when we were without strength. Notice when we were. What does it say? We were. we were. That's past tense. Without strength. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ didn't come for the goody goodies, you know. He didn't come for the self-righteous who say, I don't need Jesus. I don't need that God. I'm a good person. You know what he says? He says he came for the sick. Isn't that right? Right. He came for those who know they're sinners, who know they need salvation. He came for those whom the Holy Ghost would speak to and quicken and say, you're a sinner, here's your saviour, will you accept him and draw you to the cross? So past tense is when we were. And then when we get to verse 8, but God commendeth his love toward us in that, what does it say? While we were yet, while we what? Were yet, So we were. It means while we were habitually, continually in our sin. Do we still let the Lord down and fail Him in sin? Yeah. Do we mean to? No. Do we want to press on in God? Absolutely. Do we want to live righteous? Yes, we do. But when it says here, while we were yet sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. Then look at verse 10. For if when we were, we were enemies, the unconverted, the ungodly, the sinner, the unsaved, are an enemy of God. And that was you and that was me. Are we all reading that? So it's past tense. Reject your past. The devil comes to say this to you, that to you, another thing to you. Reject the past. Why? Because Christ has died for you. Because Christ has shed his blood for you. Because Christ has paid the debt for you. So notice, reject their past. Then we'll live for the present. Why? Because everything's hunky-dory and everything's all fluffy clouds and hearts and uh, flowers and things. No. Because of who we are in Christ. Look at verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood. Notice, much more than being, when? Now Now justified. Being is your being. Now you're justified. Now you're justified. It's not you're feeling a bit more justified when you go through a ritual. Or when you do a bit better. And listen, I'm an advocate for for being in your, your meetings and every time the doors of the house of churches open I'm an advocate for being out we need it, you should be but that's not what justifies you and I, 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 I'm not one for you know, wanting to go uh, climb up mountains and stand on the top of them uh, uh, and pray and all that sort of stuff you want to do that, that's fine I remember one time I was on holidays and I was in Tenerife, this is about 10 years ago more maybe, about near 20 years ago and I remember I was one of the few times I'd only started going away foreign because I'd never went away foreign until Alison and I get married on our honeymoon. And I remember was, I was going foreign and I heard there was a man uh, from from Whitewell, uh, a beloved brother called Charlie Purse, and he went to a hotel there and I knew Charlie and I, I thought Alison, mom we go around and see Charlie. And Charlie's in his nineties now, and I remember calling around, there's Charlie and he was up in his room and. We went up to his room in his hotel, him and his wee late wife. And I remember went in and I says, Well, Charlie, I miss young Christian being all holy. And I went, Guess where I was at half six this morning? I walked up to the top of the big high hills at the bottom of the mountain. And there I met with the Lord. Charlie says, Fantastic, son. I'm so proud of you. I just met him here. And he prayed in his room. And boy, when that man prays, the Holy Ghost comes. Filled with the spirit. I'm all for that. Go do that. Because I do that still. I go out and I pray more than I would pray even at home. I go out and hide and pray somewhere. Try to get away from everything. But that doesn't justify you. Reading 20 chapters a day. If you can do it, do it. But it doesn't justify you. It tells us here, now, right now, it's not you're being justified a little bit at a time because you've read or because you've done or because you went through a ritual or a ceremony. That doesn't justify you. Coming to CET every meeting, please come. But it doesn't justify you. It doesn't justify you. Notice here what it says in verse 9. Much more than being now justified by what? When you shout it out. So when the devil comes and the devil tells you who you were and tries to pull you down or bring up your past and cause you to hurt And when the devil comes and tries to tell you you can't do it, you're never going to get on with it, it's never going to work, you're a failure, and God has fell out with you and He doesn't love you anymore, and you're not saved, Christian, you're not justified by His blood. Tell the devil about the blood. You say, Ah, devil, if you want to get to me, if you want to come and attack me, you gotta get through the blood you got to get past the blood. And you know what? The blood is the greatest barrier that can never be broken. Never be overcome. For even in, in in the book of Revelation it tells us that they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death. So now this morning you know what I'm looking at? In the flesh A bunch of dying flesh. But you know what I'm looking at in the spirit? A bunch of men and women who are justified by the blood of Christ. Who are sealed and filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm looking at the body of Christ, the church of God. I'm looking at the blood bought and I'm looking at the blood washed. I'm looking at men and women who fail every day, but yet through his matchless sovereign grace are gone on the glory. Amen. That's what we're looking at this morning. Look at verse 10. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies. That's your past. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Notice. Much more. Being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. Now notice this. This is your present. Being now justified. So you're justified right now. If you're in Christ. You're saved. You're justified. Notice. Notice the term in verse 10, for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled. Being reconciled. So what does it mean? I'll tell you more about it as we go along, but here's it in a snapshot for you. Our sins have separated between us and God, isn't that right? We're dead to God. No need nor want for God, and we're enemies, ungodly. No matter how good you are, or I was, Bible calls us ungodly. There's none righteous. No, not one, not one of us. Not what the Bible tells us. And listen, this is the key, isn't it? This is the book. Uh, this is the manual. You know, I got I got to laugh sometimes when I look at listen to. Uh, not that I do it often, like, but well, maybe in the morning if I have time, I'd stick on a, a certain radio program. And I hear the left-wing nonsense that's spouted out at times, morning after morning. And we're told, leave your Christianity at the door of government when you come in to govern the land. Isn't right? Or leave your door of Christianity when you're a teacher or when you're a nurse. Leave your Christianity at the door. Uh, and you see, that's religion. They see religion. Leave your religion at the door. Leave, leave your, leave your CET religion at the door. Leave your CET religion there. Leave your CET religion here. But this isn't religion because you see, if you said to them, well, can you go against your BBC guidelines? Oh, well, we can't do that. Well, I can't go against ours. I can't go against this. It's not religion. I can leave religion at the door. Please help me. But I can't leave Christ at the door. He lives in me. His word abides in me. So you see where we're coming from now? See, wherever you go, your religion can go out the door. Please don't have it. Throw it off, the shackles of it off, and walk in the liberty where Christ has made you free. Take him with you everywhere you go. Notice here, being being now, Reconciled, we're apart, and that means a transaction between two. But the word reconciled, on the in the sense of where God has done this, the reconciliation was nothing. Listen, I, I want you to get this because if you can get this into your heart, if you can get it into your mind, if you can get deep into your spirit, no matter what comes your way or comes against you, these things will strengthen you in the faith. I'm telling you they'll strengthen you because there's times if you're saying I don't feel saved today. Well listen, every time if I was saved and lost every time I felt saved I was saved and every time I felt lost or unsaved I was lost or unsaved well then I'd be feeling unsaved an awful lot sometimes. It doesn't rest on us but it all rests on him. Your feelings has nothing to do with it. It's not how you feel. It's what Christ has done. And who he is in us. Take this. The reconciliation here gives the idea of two parties coming together like buying and selling something. You know, so when missionaries or even they used to go out from the British Isles and say they have sailed around to, uh, uh, round to the, the South Americas or up into the North America or maybe it was somewhere else. And when they come off and the natives are uh, Native Indians or American Indians maybe they come down. So what they did was they traded with them. became friends. And that's the idea of being reconciled. They're two enemies being reconciled. But here in the scripture, it's not that you and I traded with God. You had nothing to trade with. (laughs) You had absolutely nothing to trade with. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. Every one of us were dying. Men living, walking, breathing. Women walking, living, breathing. Dying before God. No thought of God until the Holy Ghost came and started to bring us to God. The reconciliation is not two, par- is two parties coming together, but it's not two parties exchanging. The only thing you exchanged was your sin on Christ when he paid for your debt at Calvary. The reconciliation is all of him. God coming down in the person of his son to take on that wonderful body of flesh to go to the cross to bleed and die for us. It was all of the Lord. Nothing of ourselves. So being now reconciled, ye were reconciled when? The cross. Christ paid your debt at the cross. That's why there's nothing to add. There's nothing to give. And so who are you, Christian, this morning? You're a child of God. You're reconciled to your father through the Lord Jesus Christ, his son. And your being reconciled means you were reconciled. You're still reconciled. You'll always be reconciled. Why? Because he rebought you with his precious blood. With his precious blood. Now, if you can get that even in your worst days, and you're going, Lord, I don't even know how to pray. Who who gets like that sometimes? Be honest. Be honest. Nearly everybody. And there's a few fibbers. (laughs) There's a few fibber McGee's. Those mornings when you just don't know what to say or those seasons and periods and times when you, you can't hardly muster a prayer and you're, you're struggling to get on. In those times, see when you have the word, the word is, you know, my child, son, daughter, blood You're reconciled to me because of me. It doesn't rest in you, child. It rests on me. I change, he changes not. The Christ can never die. His love not mine. The resting place. His truth not mine. The time. It's not true. My love is oft times low my joy still ebbs and flows but peace with him remains the same no change Jehovah no isn't he beautiful isn't he wonderful what a saviour what a Christ what a God what a sacrifice What a Lord, such a master, beautiful Jesus, magnificent, marvelous, exalted, glorified, and precious. I hear the words of love, I gaze upon the blood. I see the mighty sacrifice and I have peace with God. Are you at peace today? Peace of God that of all understanding. I'm in pain, but I'm at peace. I have a hurting heart, but now I'm soothed and I'm at peace. I a wayward spirit but now I am realizing who I am and him I'm at peace. Brothers and sisters, see that old devil brings up your past. Reject the past. You don't live there anymore. You don't live there anymore. Live for the present. Embrace the future. Look at verse nine. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Hey? There's the wrath to come. You want me to embrace the wrath? No, I don't want you to embrace the wrath. <laughs> I want you to embrace where it says, We shall be saved from wrath. <laughs> we'll never stand in the wrath of God because we've accepted and believed in Christ in this life. Embrace your future. Have joy in it and rejoice. I'm a child of the King. I belong to Christ. Embrace it. Grab hold of it with two spiritual hands like Jacob did. Like our father Jacob the Twister did and he says, I will not let thee go except thy bless me. Embrace it and say, I will not stand in the judgment nor the wrath of God. I shall be saved from wrath Through him. Through who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, see, when you know the word of God, we go through our trials and our troubles and our tribulations and our testing times. We go through all of it and we all get down and we all need encouraged and all of those things. That's normal and natural. But there's times when really we need the word within us, not stories nor ear-tickling sermons. We need the word of God. In the word of God, so when I'm sitting, I say, Lord, I'm going to be saved from wrath through Christ. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Saved from wrath through the Lord Jesus. So reject your past, live for the present. Notice, embrace your future. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Look at verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, this isn't even speaking about his miraculous life. So Jesus, we believe in the virgin birth. Isn't that right? Miraculous virgin birth. We believe in the sinless life of Christ, the spotless Lamb of God. Never sinned. We believe in the miraculous ministry of Christ in his life, don't we? We believe that. But that's not what this speaks of in the original text. This speaks of because he died and he shed his blood and he went to the tomb. And because he was in the tomb for three days and three nights and because he rose again on the third day and now he's ascended into heaven he is not only exalted He's glorified. He's at the right hand of the Father. And this life means his power, his resurrection life because of his resurrection life that raised him from the dead and glorified the Son. Because of that, it says we'll be saved by that. See, if Jesus had died and went to the grave and stayed in the grave, I wouldn't be here this morning. I don't know. I'd either be dead myself or in prison living a terrible life, I don't know where I'd be. You know why? Because I wouldn't be saved. But when I get saved, the resurrected power that raised Jesus from the dead is the Holy Spirit of God. And that Holy Spirit, the self-same Spirit, he came, he spoke to me, he quickened me, he illuminated my heart to draw me to the cross to behold the Lamb of God. I received the full atonement of Christ. And now, because he lives, I shall live also. And because of that, so will you. That's something to lay hold on, isn't it? That's something to embrace. There's going to be a day when our bodies will be either resurrected from the dust or if we are alive and remain, that our full redemption, our whole salvation will be with us. In the sense, we shall be changed to be like him. To be like him. Remember, I'm going to close there. Believe it or not, I have six pages and I've done that But <laughs> I've told some of this before, but I'll say it again because some things just stick with you. So I used to go to a prayer meeting in the house, half five every Friday morning. Done it for a long time. It was just a small house and I I pity the neighbours because it was little, there was neighbours on both sides and we had a guitar guitar out and I was learning to play the guitar and it was, it's bad enough now but it was woeful then. You're talking, I don't know, 20 years ago, actually it'll be 20 years next year, so 19 years ago um, when I started learning to play the guitar because Alice and I were just back from Romania. I used to get all snubbed in the middle of the night. i tell you this before I go there. And we were over in East Belfast in a wee bed set waiting to see if we could get back out to Romania. Anyway, that's another story. So I'm learning the guitar to help the kids to play with them out there, you see. Do you know that song? I am a C, I am a C-H, I am yeah. You know that one? So I'd heard this and I'm going I'm to learn this. Middle of the night... Mm, is that the court? Mm, sheet of paper. You know, actually got Wendy to do that one for me for the for for closing. Mm, see, see, that's the court. That's about 20 to quarter to four in the morning. Allison, awesome. <laughs> what? Come here, a minute, quick. She comes right into the dear blaster. I don't know how she stuck me, and <clears throat> still don't know how she sticks me. But so she comes right in. She comes right into the into the, the wee living room that we were, and I said, "I'm trying to learn this song because of a meeting at half five, and I've been up all night trying to learn this to play it at the prayer meeting." She says, "What is it?" And I went, "Can you do the other part of this so you?" <laughs> And it went, Lord, you formed me out of clay and for your glory I was made. And it goes, Praise you, needn't. There's meant to be a back and back. Praise you. I want her to do that. Praise you, you see. So I'm going, Lord you Lord you Lord you form Lord you form because all I knew was, I almost a sea. No, start again. I almost say, No, start again. I couldn't play. Swallison so dear lover in the middle of the night. I was going, Praise you. Praise
1: you. <laughs> right
0: you're not singing it right she says come on go to sleep (laughs) so we used to go to this prayer meeting I went over and used to go to the prayer meeting I was I just I I was just so in love with Jesus I just wanted everything to be right I I just wanted to be there I just uh, from I got saved and where I came from and what the Lord saved me from I, I just fell in love with him still am in love with him not ashamed to say that still love him Love him with every part of me. I need him, and I love him. I remember in this prayer meeting, I get emotional. So now I start thinking about him, I get emotional about him. And <clears throat> I was in this prayer meeting, and it's just me man called Ali Cole. He's gone on now. To his rest, and Ali had these fingers cut off in an accident in work. These ones here, and he used to pray, and we used to say, "Here's oh, all they got, shooting the parts of the enemy down." He's go, Lord, will you bless that one? will you bless this one? <laughs> see, <laughs> he tells <did, see? laughs> me he had them cut off here. You see, like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he was a he was a real prayer warrior, but he was a, just a beautiful. Godly Christian man. He's an apostolic He's from the apostolic. I'm not sure where Jeffrey you knew him. Yeah, yeah, and Caroline maybe. Do you remember his fingers, Jeffrey? Yeah. So <clears throat> he used to stand up. It's just so quiet. Why eat this? Me yeah. <laughs> says I like shooting down the powers of darkness. You yeah. know, powerful. And I remember him saying one day, "Lord, you're so great." You're so mighty, and he starts exalting him, powerful and majestic. You know, great I am. The ancient of days, you set the stars in their place. You spoke the word, and the words were framed. He's praying, and we're amen. And I felt sorry for the neighbors because I had my guitar out, hitting all sorts of notes that weren't happening. We're all singing, and there's neighbors on both sides. Actually, the other neighbors on the other side, you know, typical—if I can call it—Protestant superstition. It was. Uh, Oh, we think it's good luck to have you next door. (laughs) That's what they should tell us. So, Lord, you're marvelous. Lord, you're wonderful. That's the way to pray. Lord, you're you're so gracious and kind and beautiful and majestic. You spoke the words into being and they're held in their place, upheld by the word of your power. Lord, there's none like you and none beside you She used to hear him and then all of a sudden he went, Lord, your love is as great as your power. Oh, first time I heard it. Never thought of it like that. The omnipotent, almighty, almighty, all-powerful, great, eternal Spirit Father. His love is as great as his power for me. Listen, finish with this. This is what he said. And Lord, you love your son so much. Father, you want to make millions more like him. Never forgot it. I never forgot it. I remember walking out the door and was, my heart was in my boots. And that time it really rejoiced me. I remember one time I was walking out the door and my heart was sinking. We were after the prayer meeting and the, the Lord was present. And he turned to me and he says, what's wrong? <laughs> turned with his gun. What's wrong with you? Ken, what's wrong with you? I says, Alec, I'm getting it tough. I'm getting it hard. And I thought he was going to say, come here today pray for you, son. There, there, come on. Dear, love you. Yeah. That's what I thought. This man of God and the faith, he went, come here. I went to where he says, good. <laughs> what? Good. So he pulls the gun out. Here he is. You listen. If you're not in the fight, you're not in the faith. If you're not in the fight, you're not in the faith. He says, so rejoice that it's coming your way. It means you're in the faith. You're his son. He says, now go have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. Brothers and sisters, reject the past. Live for the present. Embrace the future. Why? He's coming again. We're on the winning team. God bless us this morning. Bless this word to our hearts. Amen.